Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The entire city of Toronto and the entire province have been talking uh, about the case of Jebin Kong, uh, who was found not criminally responsible for a brutal 2014 murder on account of a mental disorder, but is now an international fugitive after fleeing a psychiatric facility in Toronto and boarding a plane out of Canada. We take that up now here on Global News Radio's uh, my name is Edward Keenan. I'm in for Alex Pearson here on On Point. And uh, I know this is something I talked about with Alex uh, er- earlier in the week on Tuesday. And uh, there's been nothing but more and more questions uh, since then. Uh, the police, police chief, uh, Mark Saunders of Toronto, uh, said today he admitted that there are gaps in the system and they're launching two investigations, one into how, uh, Kong escaped the country, got out of CAMH and escaped the country and another into an internal review into the procedures, uh, on the police side so that they can be sure they exercise best practices. Meanwhile, a report in the national post today says that um, his flight should not have been a surprise. It says, Kong, 47, repeatedly declared a concrete plan to return to China if he had the chance, his psychiatric records say. He was very fixed on returning to China and adamant about not continuing English classes because it will be used to him, useless to him when he gets back home. Uh, so lots to untangle here about how this happened and why uh, and and whether this represents likely a larger problem. To discuss it with us now, I'm joined on the phone by John Muse, a retired detective sergeant who spent 30 years with the Toronto Police Service uh, and was also appointed as a board member to the Parole Board of Canada from 2009 to 2014 and is a volunteer director of public safety, safety for abuse hurts. Uh, so, welcome to the program, John. Oh, thank you, Edward. Uh, great to be on. Um, so, I mean, as I said, there's there's a lot to untangle here, but I I think um, the, the the biggest question that I've been hearing from Alex, who usually hosts this program, but from people all over the city, is kind of how, how can something like this happen? And I guess that's that's what the chief said today that he's going to be trying to figure out. Um, well, do we have any ideas? Sure. I mean, there's still some, uh, you know, there's still some blanks to uh, to fill in. But ultimately, I don't think, quite frankly, it's that complicated. I mean, he was out in the community, um, the Ontario Review Board, and for your listeners, that is the provincial body uh, that makes decisions about people that are so-called NCR, not criminally responsible for, but often very serious crimes and in this particular case uh this uh Mr. Kong took a meat cleaver to somebody else and and committed the uh, the offense of second degree murder so so he didn't get a conviction because he's not criminally responsible but but ultimately he committed a very serious act 
Um, uh, most people, I think, understand that you get treated differently when you don't know what you did or, or in the parlance, um, you didn't know the, the nature and quality of the act that you committed. So, um, so he ends up in, in really what is the mental health system. And the review board, it's much different from um, what happens federally um, with the Pro Board of Canada and, and, and sentencing where you're actually criminally convicted. The review board in his particular case, I've, I've read not all the documents, but many of them and some of the most important ones, uh, give the institution, and in this case, the institution is uh, CAMH, um, a lot of leeway to decide how to reintegrate Mr. Kong back into the community. So, so they say, hey, here's the here's this list of things that you can do, and they're, they're kind of like, you know, they're kind of like escorted temporary absences, mm. unescorted temporary absences. It'd be day parole or full parole. It's kind of similar to the criminal side. The difference is the the Ontario Review Board says here's the list of things you can do. And the institution can do these things at your discretion, okay? Okay. And so at the discretion of CAMH, I mean, you know, ultimately a lot of people are asking questions of the police and, and uh, you know, I have, uh, uh, you know, the bottom line is, sure, I've got a police background, but, but this rests with almost exclusively with CAMH. They chose to have him out in the community. And in this particular instance, we've now found out that he was, um, he was out in the community uh, under indirect supervision. And, and, and for those that don't understand what that means is you're out there and um, uh, they probably know where you're going and when you, you're expected to either report in or, or come back. And that's, that's, but there's nobody with you. It's more like they, they know you're supposed to arrive at, such and such a location and call in a hundred percent and listen on any given day i i'm just guessing but there could be 20 or 30 people out on some a similar kind of pass from cam h on queen street so so out he goes and you know for the most part these are the things that happen on a daily basis the the issue here is when you look at the file um, it, it's, it was jumping off the page that Mr. Kong wanted to go back to China. He wanted to be with his mom. He wanted to go back to China. And it was kind of a, almost from what I can tell, a broken record. Mm-hmm. And my question then is, and, and that's why I don't think it's terribly complicated. What, I, I think the answers are kind of, it, it, at, at that intersection, the answers are fairly simple. Why didn't somebody say, hey, have we done everything we can do to make sure that this guy doesn't take flight, okay? like Because, because he keeps he, telling you that he plans to, basically. Right, and, and, and here's the thing. Edward, you or I, if we got on a plane to China, we'd have to, before we got on the plane, it's not about security, it's actually about economics. <laughs> right. Before you get on that plane, they're not letting you on. Air Canada, uh, East China East Airlines are not letting you on unless you got a passport. And there's a simple reason for that. You show up at the other end without a passport, uh, the airline has to pay your freight back. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be there illegally. You'll be locked up until you can be or, or turned around on the next plane back, and you're going to be sent back to Canada. So same thing applies to Mr. Kong. I can only presume he had a, 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 a passport from the People's Republic of China 
or or uh, or if that's where if indeed that's where he went let's make the assumption right. that he did he had a passport to china or some other valid passport so that means he had it in his possession at some point in time while he was in mm-hmm. you know under detention because he was in fact under a, an ontario review board detention order so so there's one of the glaring problems did nobody think about the potential for flight risk but i think probably part of the problem is these things are done in a medical clinical team and the client and that's mr kong he's a client okay he's not an offender yeah the client or the patient i think probably the patient the patient is part of that team so everybody's sitting around the circle and 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 they do this on a fairly regular basis sit down and discuss how things are progressing and how are you managing on your meds and how did you feel about your community visit and did you like going to that particular place all part of that Part of that should be okay. Are we dre- are we addressing any potential for a breach by just going off and running to China? And, and for those that that um, that want to sort of wash their hands of him because uh, he's going to China, what if what if for instance he got back there without any attention being paid? He was off his meds and he did the same thing. Well, and, another and, person, and, and you know what? Public safety doesn't stop at the border. Well, right? and th- this is what I wanted to ask you about, because I think uh, I, I'm certainly not somebody who scoffs at the idea of uh, a not criminally responsible verdict, and I, I understand uh, and to, to a large extent support the idea that if somebody is not in their right mind, it's hard to, to find a, a moral culpability uh, that, that justifies punishment. But in, in my is mind, there, there's a there? distinction between punishing them for something they they weren't responsible for uh and continuing to protect the public because if if they've done something brutal like this and there's a risk that they might do it again it seems that uh while under medical care the the progress of the patient has to be balanced against the possible risk to public safety and and you know what i couldn't agree with you more i think you're spot on and 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 hey there by the grace of God, right? Mm. I mean, mental illness is ubiquitous in society. We're learning more about that. And people sometimes do some terrible, terrible things, um, uh, you know, that, that are sort of void of faculties or of their, their normal moral compass at the time because they're in this state. So, so you've got a person that's committed a serious serious act that otherwise would be second degree murder that is first and foremost yeah so what's the public safety concern regarding this man well if he if if he fled if he left and 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 you know back to my sort of washing your hands of this guy let's say you don't care about the people in china i do i think most people do if they think about it because that's a human being that he might hurt someplace else what if instead he got on a bus or on a domestic flight and went to Richmond, B.C., British Columbia, where he would fit right in in the community, okay? And he's not being treated, and he's off his meds, and he thinks that somebody is stalking him, and he decides to take a meat cleaver to that person, you know? uh, And so that is the kind of potential, and that's why... This is so darn serious. I mean, and, and you know, the second part of this, you know, I, I, can, I, can, I can probably save a lot of time and money in terms of how did he get on a plane. You know, we don't exit people from the, the country like they do in, you know, 
quite a few third. We, we don't have exit visas per se. We don't stamp people out. You um, you you get on a flight, Edward. I'm I'm guessing you've been outside of Canada. Yeah. I'm, you know, you get on a flight. Did you did uh, you know? Did you sit down with the Canada um, Canada Border Services Agency um, officer? Uh, you know, uh, I'll answer the question for you. You didn't because that's not what happened. <laughs> you 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 now your passport gets scanned right by more than maybe one you know security the airline okay and then you go and then at the gate they have a good look at your passport because they don't want to pay to bring you back okay right do not want to pay so oh it's valid uh you're told make sure that there's three or six months left on the passport depending on what country you're going to and the airlines are all up on this and out you go so unless a place like camh said Holy smokes! And got on the phone nine one one to Toronto police and said, "Holy smokes, we've got a problem. We think this guy might be taking off to China." And then, and then the you know the police get on the line to the CBSA, the Canada Border Services Agency, and say, you know, put a put a watch on this name, and you know, and if he scans his passport, yeah. But if they don't you know, do that, then correct. then there's nothing correct. stopping him. So I I think I. I could talk about this with you all afternoon, but we're we're yeah. just about run, running out of time. Uh, but yeah. it does seem like, uh, like as much as there are these questions, the answers that that seem to be there suggest that there maybe also need to be some changes. Yeah, well, you know, on that count, if I could, I I, I heard at the start of your show, I heard Sylvia Jones, the the um, the Solicitor General, the Public Safety Minister, say um, they want to take a serious look at it. They've inherited. The, the, they've inherited the law around this. They've inherited all of this. Um, this is a great, I think it's a great opportunity. I think actually there is something that we can do in terms of repairing this legislation. Absolutely. So so it, it tips it back a little more to public safety and takes a little more of the discretion away from the institution, CAMH in this particular case, and, 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 and puts it more back in the hands of the independent body, which is the Ontario Review Board. So much the way, the same way the Parole Board of Canada, you see somebody, you either grant or deny parole. You don't mm. tell an institution, hey, you can do what you want. You know what? Get them out on full parole if you want. You know, get back to us if everything goes well. That's, that's, that's not how you manage people safely in the community. So I think there's a great opportunity. I, I hope, um, I hope Ms. Jones uh, uh, takes this one up and, uh, and uh, you know, I for one, and I'm sure others would be willing to help her with this. All right, John Moose, thanks for walking us through that. And uh, it sounds like uh, some, some good suggestions for a starting place there on Global News Radio.